Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. the same no matter time no place they don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes so to you other kids all across the land there's no need to argue parents just don't understand i remember one year my mom took me school shopping it was me my brother my mom oh my pop and my little sister all hopped in the car Bugging with the clothes she chose I didn't say nothing at first I just turned to my nose She said, what's wrong? This shirt cost $20 I said, mom, the shirt is plaid With a butterfly collar The next half hour was the same old thing My mother buying me clothes from 1963 And then she lost her mind And did the ultimate I asked her for Adidas And she bought me zips I said, mom, what are you doing? You ruined my rap She said, you're only 16 You don't have a rap yet I said, mom, let's put these clothes back, please She said, no Back the bell bottom Brady one's trousers. But if you don't want to, I can live with that. But you gotta put back the double knit reversible slacks. She wasn't in, everything stayed the same. Inevitably, the first day of school came. I thought I could get over. I tried to play sick, but my mom said, No, no way. Uh-uh. Forget it. There was nothing I could do. I tried to relax. I got dressed up in those ancient artifacts. And when I walked into school, it was just as I thought. The kids were cracking up, laughing at the clothes mom bought. Who weren't laughing still had a ball Cause they were pointing and whispering as I walked down the hall I got home and told my mom how my day went She said if they were laughing you don't need them Cause they're not good friends For the next six hours I tried to explain to my mom That I was gonna have to go through this about 200 more times So to you other kids all across the land There's no need to argue parents just don't understand y- You know they sure don't That is uh That's a life lesson right there from uh, Will Smith early on in his career. It is Joe Beamer. It's Friday. Obviously, we played a little tape with the weather there, and I said in an hour, but we're live right now here on News Radio 930 WBEN, kicking off this holiday weekend together. Hope everyone is enjoying just the beautiful weather we've had this week. Now, you know, I, I, we're not five minutes into the show. And I'm going to bring up the gyms. So I know a lot of people are going to be upset. I'll probably get a text in 20 seconds. Uh, That's considering the delay. 
Um, but, you know, it's going to reach 90 this weekend on Sunday. And a lot of people make fun of me for the amount of times I've mentioned the gym still being closed, not being able to get a workout in. Because a lot of people point outside and say, well, look at the weather outside. Just go for a run. Well, it's going to be in the 90s on Sunday. Not the best running conditions for most people. So it would be nice to have an air-conditioned alternative. Uh, but I digress. Hey, what a, uh, what a weird kind of morning it's been. So, you know, we, we went holiday programming from five to nine, if you were listening. Some interesting stuff there on how technology really did help us get through this uh, pandemic, this lockdown. Uh, but it was just me in the building until Frank, Frank walked in about 8.45. Just me. And, you know, it's, it's okay. I prepped for the show. I uh, went through some music. I want to play his bumps and stuff. But there's always that feeling I'm going to forget my keys when I go to the bathroom. Because I am one of the most forgetful people. Just ask Katie how many times I've gone to the store and 30 minutes later come running back for my wallet and have everything sitting uh, at customer service waiting for me that I went shopping for. Uh, so I'm a very forgetful person. And once a week, I will forget my keys when I go to the bathroom here at Intercom. And usually I can walk to the front desk and they'll let me in. Now, the last few months, I've had to go through the emergency exit, knock on the door and have someone from the newsroom let me in. Today, that option wasn't there. Until Frank walked in, that option wasn't there. And if I had pulled a classic Joe Beamer and forgotten my keys, well, we would be in uh, some trouble with the programming. So, again, kind of nice to have the place to myself for a few hours but there was always that worry when I went to the bathroom after having my gallon of water that I would lock myself out of the studio and uh, the station would be unattended until Frank got here. But Frank is here. I'm here. We are live until noon. We're going to talk about a lot today. Yeah, Tom touched on cancel culture yesterday. I'm going to get into that from a millennial point of view because it does seem to be the millennials who bring up this cancel culture and, hey, we have to tear down history, not learn from history, just erase history. We're going to go through that. I want to talk about how the media has been covering this COVID-19. And I'm going to start off a little different than Todd Herman yesterday, who was in for Rush. I think everyone should wear a mask. If you're going out in public, put a mask on. I put a mask on. I would rather have a mask on and have the economy be able to open up, get more close to normal than not wear a mask and risk spreading this virus again. But I'm not going to preach. That's not the point of my show today. But the way this virus is covered, you notice they they will magnify certain situations and completely ignore other ones. I've got a few examples of that. We're going to get into that. And then in the final hour, because it is 4th of July weekend, the final hour, I want to talk about this great country we are living in, the United States of America. Even during the toughest times, you can always be proud to be an American. That's where I stand. I'd love to talk to you about that as well. But when we come back from this break, before we get into all that stuff, I want to tell you about something I started this week. And the reason I tell you guys when I start a certain diet or a certain challenge 
isn't because I'm bragging about doing this challenge. It's to hold myself accountable. If it's just me that knows I'm doing it, guess what? Probably not going to make it the full way through the challenge. But if I tell you, if I put it on social media, I know you guys will hold me accountable. You'll text in, Joe, what happened to you know, the challenge you mentioned? And that'll hold me accountable. Because I don't want to have to come in here next Friday and say, hey, remember last week when I mentioned the challenge I had started? Well, I've already finished it. I've already you know, quit. So I, I don't want to do that. We're going to talk about that when we come back. And then we'll get into cancel culture and COVID-19 in the media. And yes, we'll be talking to you as well. Kicking off this holiday weekend in the greatest country in the world. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. Can't wait to talk with you after this on WBEN. If you're not listening to this show right now, I understand. It is beautiful outside. However, 76 degrees. However, if you are outside enjoying this beautiful weather, there is the radio.com app. You can take WBEN literally anywhere you go in the United States of America. You know, when I go to Blacksburg for Virginia Tech games, we've got WBEN on. We went to Lake Placid a few weeks ago. We had WBEN on. So you never have to unplug from the voice of Buffalo. Radio.com app, it's awesome. Get it. Sign up as a WBEN favorite and then enable those notifications and stay up to date even when you are outside enjoying this beautiful Western New York weather. All right, so I said I had a challenge that we started this week. And again, with no gym, I got to keep myself motivated. You know, I've talked about here on the air, walking into that gym, I could be on two hours of sleep, okay? Have no motivation whatsoever. You walk into the gym, there's just something about it that you're motivated. All right, I'm going to get this hour done. Well, I've had to find ways to keep myself motivated, all right? Because the gym's not there, and most likely it's not going to be there for a while. So I've got to find, hopefully I'm wrong, by the way. Hopefully I am proven wrong. Uh, But while that's going on, I've been looking for these different challenges, and we found this one. Well, actually, Katie found this one. It's called 75 Hard. And what it is, is it's a 75-day challenge, And here are the things you have to do. You have to follow a diet. Okay, I can do that. Work out, have two 45-minute workouts. Okay, I can do that. Take a progress picture. I have been doing that. I'm not sharing that with anyone, though. A gallon of water. Well, I do that every morning here at WBN. And 10 pages of reading. All right. No alcohol or cheat meals. Okay, so of those... For me personally, the two toughest things are the no alcohol or cheat meals and the 10 pages of reading. Well, you know what? I think every day you get further and you X another day off, it's going to be easier to have to not have that cheat meal, to not have a drink, because why did I go further? You know, all those days that I was following this are wasted now. So that's okay. I thought the 10 pages of reading would be the most difficult. But then I started reading David Bellavia's book, I Can't Put It Down. As someone who has not read a full book since high school, eh, you know what, since college, I probably did have to read a book in college. So since college has not read a full book, let me tell you, David Bellavia's book, it's very difficult to put down. The way I'm 52 pages through that book right now, 
and my jaw has already dropped a couple times. I mean, what an amazing story. And the more you read that book, I love David, right? I mean, I've known, I produced the first time David filled in here on WBEN. But the more you read that book, the more you just realize how awesome of a guy he is, the, what our men and women go through overseas when they're fighting for this country, fighting for the freedoms, and how much of a hero David is and everyone he worked with. It's an amazing book. If you have not read it, and again, I'm only 52 pages through, but if you have not read David Bellavia's book, I suggest you go pick that up and start reading it now. And while we're talking about David Bellavia, while we're talking about a great American hero, go to WBEN.com. David wrote a perspective, a July 4th like never before, by David Bellavia and Dr. Mark Epstein. I suggest you go read that. It's three pages. I printed it out. I read it this morning. I'm bringing it home. Going to have everyone read it over the weekend. What a great, great perspective. And again, WBEN.com. It's on the front page. Make sure you go read that. And after you read that, if you haven't read David's book, I would go pick that up too. It's a great, great book. All right. Now, before we get into, like I said, we're talking cancel culture today. We're talking COVID in the media today. But first, I want to backtrack. Let's go back a few weeks. It was the Friday before I left for Lake Placid. And we talked about the organization Black Lives Matter, right? And their mission statement and how their money is going to one thing, the Democrat Party, that organization. Because I don't know about you. I have nothing. There's nothing wrong with the statement Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. But the organization, you go to their website and you look at the organization Black Lives Matter. You read that mission statement and you see where their money's going. Well, there's where I personally have the problem. Because here's an organization that said, oh, everything Trump's doing is bad. Let's vote Joe Biden. And again, if you missed this show, it was two weeks ago, on demand, WBEN.com. But they're putting their money toward Democrats the party of the KKK, by the way, and Joe Biden. And they're saying, yeah, Trump, everything Trump does is racist. Don't vote for Trump. Even though you look at their mission statement and things on their mission statement have been either passed by the president or things the president is working on, like school choice, like criminal reform, the Criminal Reform Act. So, You look at their mission statement, you read that, and now you're thinking, well, how does this equal all of the money I give to this organization goes to the Democrat Party? Well, on Speak for Yourself a few nights ago on Fox Sports 1, Marcellus Wiley, former Buffalo Bill, had this to say when he was asked about Black Lives Matter being painted on the courts for the NBA's restart this season in Orlando. Here's what Marcellus had to say. Marcellus, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Is this a good idea? Ah, it's not a good idea. Um, I do want to give the players credit for their flex to even get this to be more than just an idea, but something that's going to be in reality. I give the players that. Um, But there's a problem with when you start to go down this road of the Freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and how much social space is allowed for those who don't support 
in that same space. And that's where I, I wonder where this is going to go in terms of identity politics. We know what identity politics does. Uh, it, it divides and it polarizes. No matter how you want to look at it, that's just the effect of it, no matter how great the intentions are. And we all know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So it's an interesting play right here. I don't know how many people really look into the mission statement of Black Lives Matter, but I did. And when you look into it, there's a couple things that jump out to me. And I'm a black man who's been black and my life has mattered since 1974. And this organization was founded in 2013. I'm proud of you. But I've been fighting this fight for me and for others a lot longer. Two things. My family structure is so vital and important to me. Not only the one I grew up in, but the one I'm trying to create right now. Being a father and a husband, that's my mission in life right now. How do I reconcile that, what I just told you, with this mission statement that says, quote, we dismantle the patriarchal practice. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. When I know statistics, when I know my reality, forget statistics, I knew this before I even went to Columbia and saw these same statistics that I'm going to read to you right now. That children from single parent homes versus two parent homes, the children from the single parent homes, this is in 1995 I was reading this, five times more likely to commit suicide, six times more likely to be in poverty, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, 10 times more likely to abuse chemical substances, 14 times more likely to commit rape, 20 times more likely to end up in prison, and 32 times more likely to run away from home. I knew that. You know why I knew it? Because a lot of my friends didn't have family structures that were nuclear like mine, and they found themselves outside of their dreams and goals and aspirations. So when I see that or as a mission statement for Black Lives Matter, it makes me scratch my head. When I also see their mission is to eradicate white supremacy. In 2020, white supremacy is the mission. Ooh, that's a lot of digging through minutia right there. I am on a show that I'm hosting along with another black guy who is hosting with me who replaced another black guy. And that's just one example of it. So I understand. I respect your space. I respect what you're protesting for. But will you respect others who don't support that same protest? Marcellus Wiley on Speak for Yourself, former Buffalo Bill. Well said. And I will post that clip on Twitter and on my Facebook page. But it's right around what we were talking about a few weeks ago, and I was watching that live, and I heard him say that, and I had to go back, record that, and bring it to you because, like I said, it's really what we were talking about a few weeks ago, the organization Black Lives Matter, their mission statement. And um, I suggest everyone go watch that clip and everyone go read what he is talking about. Well said by former Buffalo Bill Marcellus Wiley on Speak for Yourself on Fox Sports 1. All right. So when we come back, we will get into the topic. Cancel culture. You've been all over social media. It seems if you like the president, if you've said something positive about the president, you are, you know, uh, attacked on social media, they'll find any reason to ban your social media account. We're going to get into that, but also I want to talk about the way COVID-19 is covered in the media. I'm not taking away from the severity of the virus. I'm not taking away from the necessity I feel to wear a mask. Again, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to tell anyone what to do, but I'm not taking away from that. But the events and the cases 
that the media highlights and the information they hide when they present it. Joe, what are you talking about? Well, I will describe that and more after we get up to date with Mr. Tom Puckett and these messages. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday on WBEN. Welcome back. Fridays are for Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. It's good to see the text board lighting up with text. Glad you guys are along for the ride here, kicking off the holiday weekend, correct? And yes, I teased the subject. I said we'd start getting into the subject. You're going to have to wait one more segment because as we usually do on Fridays at 8.52, we're going to do today at 9.37, and we're going to talk to Gina from the SPCA serving Erie County. Gina, good morning. Hi, Joe. Thanks so much for letting us feature Otto. We've had so much attention on Facebook. I think he needed just a little extra attention on your show. Well, Otto, I'm looking at him right now, a cute dog, but I hear it's also a sensitive dog. Well, he, this dog was a strange chihuahua. Uh, a wonderful family found him. He was not in good shape, very matted. Brought him to Chihuahua Dog Control, where he was in very good hands for his straight time. When nobody claimed him, Chihuahua transferred him to us, and we noticed, and this happens a lot with dogs who are severely matted. We see it in a lot of puppy mill dogs. He is very touch sensitive when it comes to his paws. Now, that could have been because of the mats hurting him. It could have been because of his nails being so overgrown, but he did not like his feet being touched. So uh, once he was neutered, we also groomed him under anesthesia because he was so nervous about that. He spent some time in a foster home, and our foster mom, Miranda, tells, him, tells us he loves other dogs, loves cats, becomes a little bit of a play police, in Miranda's words, when the other pets are playing and not including him. But he, he's just a marvelous dog, still working on that touch sensitivity a little bit. 
Yeah, looks like a just a very cute dog. Now, how old is Otto, Gina? We're estimating him to be about eight years old. It's hard to believe that nobody claimed him when he was being held his stray time. But we also have the feeling he was stray quite a while. You know, he wasn't neutered. So that that's the first time when these animals get out. Wasn't neutered, but he was also so matted. His nails were so overgrown. We think he might have been a stray for a little, quite a while now. All right, so head on over to the SPCA Serving Erie County Facebook page. You got to take a look at this dog. I'm also going to retweet Otto. And Gina, if they're interested in Otto, what do they do? They can give us a call, 875-7360. Adoption appointments are extension 207. All right, and Gina, I have one more question. You know, we're going to hit the 90s again this weekend and early next week, and you see people walking their dogs, and it doesn't take too long before they are panting more than usual. What is your advice for dogs in this heat? Well, you know, you brought up the most important thing, that heat stroke. They start panting, but you know what we sometimes don't think about, yet it seems so obvious, is the hot pavement and blacktop. Before heat stroke even begins setting in, a lot of these animals have already started suffering because of the surface areas being so hot, and they've got four paws touching their surface area. So, you know, we tell people with this kind of weather, leave animals inside, make sure there's water available at all times, only bring them out as long as it takes for them to relieve themselves, maybe when it's a bit cooler, early morning, or maybe later in the evening, and keep an eye on your pet. You know, the worst thing you can do is say, well, we're going to go for a drive. We just have to run into a store. Let's bring our dog in the car. And, you know, you leave the dog in the car, you run into the store, that one thing becomes 20 things. And meanwhile, the animal is suffering inside the car. That car has now turned into an oven. So, you know, you want to be very careful. Keep an eye on your pets and stay in tune with how they're behaving. And another problem we're going to have this weekend, well, we've had for the last month here in Western New York, fireworks. That's right. And even without the major displays everywhere in town, you know, some people have neighbors who are maybe playing with some fireworks in the backyard. The one thing that we've heard works beautifully for dogs. Well, we, first of all, we always say try to leave them distracted in another room with a loud noise, something they're accustomed to. If you normally have the TV on at home, have the TV on louder in a closed up room. If it's the radio, if it's WBEN, keep that on a little bit louder in another room. But one thing that we've heard people have had tremendous success with, these compression garments. Uh, one of the brand names is called Thundershirts. And it's based on that psychological research that's been done that compression lowers stress levels. So these dogs have been wearing these Thundershirts. We've heard some fantastic things. They now have Thundershirts for cats as well or other compression garments for cats too. So a lot of people are having great success with that when it's a thunderstorm, when it's fireworks displays, anytime there are unpredictable loud noises. I'm going to have to look into that because let's just say Tucker is not a fan of anything out of the uh, ordinary. So if there's a thunderstorm, if there's fireworks, usually we have to head to the closet and uh, put a podcast on until he calms down. Well, the good thing we've heard about the Thunder shirts is it's a 100% money-back guarantee, not necessarily through the store from which you purchased it, but through the company. So if you were to try that with Tucker and it didn't seem to work, you would receive your money back if it didn't work. That's how confident they are that for many animals this will work. And, you know, we have heard from many pet owners that these Thunder shirts have worked miracles for their nervous animals.
All right, sounds great, Gina, and let's hope someone gets Otto. What a cute dog. I don't think he'll be with you guys for long. You have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the extra time, Joe. You too. You got it. That's Gina from the SPCA serving Erie County. If you check out this dog, and it is a beautiful, beautiful dog. I've been looking at it now for 10 minutes. I don't think they're going to have Otto for long. Eight years old, still, I mean, just the work they've done to get the natting out of the hair. It's beautiful. Go check it out. I'll share it on my Facebook page if you are looking for a dog, maybe a dog to add. It's a playful dog. Uh, get in touch with the SPCA. It is Joe Beamer. It is Friday, and I promise when we get back from the break, we're going to get into just some things I noticed this week following COVID-19. Again, and I will say this when we kick off the next segment, I'm not taking away from the severity of the virus. I'm not going to say don't wear a mask. I wear a mask every time I go out. I think everyone should. I'm not going to preach it, though. I'm not going to talk for three hours. I'm not going to do a news conference and demand everyone wears a mask. But I think if you want to see the economy open back up fully, if you want to go about things more normally, minus the mask, I would say put a mask on. That's just me. That's just me. I'm not a doctor. And if you're listening to me for medical advice, uh, please stop. I'm not going to give it. But when we come back, I do want to tell you, it's just interesting the, the things the media will completely ignore and the other things that they will magnify, even if they're not 100% sure. It's Joe Beamer. It's Friday. We will set that up when we come back. It is the Friday before the 4th of July. It is great to be with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, it's come to this. So, uh, so little sports going on right now that the MLB Network is advertising their seven-hour team workout special today, and I'm just a little excited to watch it. There's been so little sports going on, I'm ready to watch the Mets practice. We'll see how that goes. All right, so we're talking cancel culture. We're talking COVID-19. And for the last two months, that's pretty much all that's really been going on. You've got people digging through other people's past, you know, going 10, 15 years back saying, oh, look what they said in 2005. And don't you love the hypocrisy of those same people? So the same people that go back and find something that Donald Trump said or find something that uh, just pick random person on the right, okay? And they want to cancel them. They want to get them fired. They want to use it against them. It's the same people that called into this show two weeks ago and said that it was ludicrous for me to call out Joe Biden for things he did in the 70s. But they're the same people if it was something something against their leftist beliefs, they would use every day. Now, I'm going to say this. Of course, we've all done things in the past we're not proud of, right? We've all said something we want back. We've all had to apologize for uh, tweets that maybe didn't, tweets that were posted that didn't mean what we wanted to say, or they were just wrong, okay? People make mistakes. 
It happens. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend bigoted comments. You'll never get that from me. Okay? Obviously, if someone makes racist or sexist comments, no, they should be fired. Of course. Of course. Okay? We don't need bigoted people in the workplace. I get that. That's not what I'm talking out against. But wanting to go back through someone's Twitter timeline and then take out something they tweeted, take it out of context, try to put it in the context of today just to either cancel them, to lose their money because they don't agree with you, because they don't agree with you politically or they don't kowtow to your demands. You know, the, the, the millennials on the left want to talk about how tolerant they are. They want to talk about how they are accepting of everybody. That's just not true. They're not accepting of everybody. They're not accepting of conservatives at all. You know, the Democrats, and again, mostly millennial liberals, they want to talk about how they are the party of Black Lives Matter. Well, they're a party of the organization, and we address that in the second segment. But you ever click on a Candace Owens tweet? You ever click on a Tim Scott tweet and see what millennial white liberals say to them? But they're the party of tolerance. They're the party of understanding. Except if you go against them. They're the party of diversity. But if you are a black conservative, all bets are off. They can call you every name in the book and they don't get called out on it. The hypocrisy is crazy. The tolerant left, go on Twitter, go on Facebook and just look through if you could somehow filter out to these millennial woke liberals and look at some of the things they're tweeting. This week alone, I saw five Facebook or Twitter posts that talked about, quote, eliminating conservatives after Trump leaves. That's dangerous stuff. That is dangerous stuff. We all have different opinions. We all, there's not one person I know where I 100% agree with the other person. There's not one. And that's okay. That's what's great about this country. But it seems this new generation of woke millennial liberals, mostly liberals, I, I can't say it's all liberals. I'm sure there's conservatives too. Obviously, I'm biased. This is my opinion. They don't want to have, they don't want to communicate with people they disagree with. They want to, quote, eliminate them. Remember what I talked about last week. I'm going to remember who vote, we'll remember who voted for Trump. We're going to remember you. And do what? So the same people that say exactly what I say, that we need a conversation, we have to be able to talk about our differences, they don't want to talk about their differences. They don't want to talk to you. The minute you say something favorable of a conservative agenda or favorable of the president, it's, it's name-calling, 
They, they either ignore you or they go just full insane. They go with the name calling. They get right in your face. This was a popular video a few weeks ago where one girl was just literally screaming at a guy because he had a MAGA hat on. So don't tell me you are the tolerant left or you are tolerant of other opinions. It's just not true. I'm also not going to sit in this chair and say that all conservatives are tolerant of liberal opinions. That would obviously be a lie. But when I look on Facebook, when I look on Twitter, for the most part, the ones I'm seeing that just completely ignore, they don't want to debate. They just want to go right down talking points, right down talking points. And then they want to eliminate conservatives. Again, five this week. And that was just people that I'm following. That wasn't all of Twitter. That was just these woke millennial liberals I went to college with that decided to retweet. So that's cancel culture. The tolerant liberals who accept everyone's opinions. Let's have a conversation. Okay, well, I'd like to start my conversation with, uh, I think Donald Trump's done a good job. Oh my gosh. No, no, racist misogynist. I mean, they'll just call you every name in the book. They won't explain to you how you are any of those things. They'll just call all those names and hope that you just back down or walk away. When we get back, we'll talk about this and COVID-19 in the media. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 